Now, some of you may be saying, Pastor Sonny's going to preach. Who's that? You may be here for the very first time. Well, I'm Pastor Sonny. Uh, Pastor Jeff and I have been friends for a lot of years, uh, and it's an, always an honor to come and be a part of what God is doing right here at Turning Point Church. And I really believe uh, the best is yet to come. I believe God is opening up doors for Pastor Jeff and this church that is going to affect the nations of the world for his glory. As we were worshiping a moment ago, I, I love to watch people worship and to see people in this altar worshiping, uh, to look out and see you with uplifted hands and uplifted hearts. Oh, it does my heart good uh, to see people in love with him. No agenda, as the song said. Not just coming to seek a blessing, just wanting to be in his presence. I love to be in his presence. Sometimes I could be in his presence and just be in a time of prayer more than anything else, more than even preaching, although I love to preach. I love to be in his presence and just experience him. Isn't it good? Uh, let me just say this. I don't know who this young lady is right here on the second row, but I watched you worship. And I want you to know the Lord, he spoke to me and just said, I don't know what you're praying for. I don't know what's going on, but he's heard. He's heard you. He's seen your tears. He's bottled them up. He's going to respond to you. God knows who you are. And that's pretty awesome. God knows who we are. And somebody back over here, and I don't know who it is back over in that corner. I just sent somebody came in and I just saw him chained up, just in chains. But God's about to set you free today. This is a day to be set free. As I was praying this week and seeking the Lord about this service, Lord, what do you want to say today? I said, I believe you got a now word, a rhema word for this moment. And I just waited on the Lord. I was in my car. I was driving back from Arkansas. I'd been up ministering in a church, and I was on my way back and just praying, seeking the Lord. I turned my radio on, and I caught the news. Oh, it was such wonderful news. It was just, it was one thing after another, them trying to create a fear in my heart and everybody that would listen. And after I turned that off, I immediately knew this is what the Lord wanted me to say. I want you to tell people that if they will let me, I'll allow fear to rise above. I'll allow faith to rise above their fears. Faith is going to rise above all of your fears. The enemy is faithful to sow fear and terror in our hearts. He's faithful to do that. The world's faithful to do that. But God is faithful. And I'm declaring today, your faith is about to get energized. I'm going to uh, inflate your faith and deflate your fears. Uh, well, I'm not going to do it. The Holy Spirit and the Word of God is going to do it. So I'm going to be reading a lot out of the Bible today. And uh, so uh, why don't you just take your Bible. If you've got your Bible or if you use your phone, just lift up your phone. Uh, it needs to be sanctified anyway. Lift it up. Let's make this declaration. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. Here today, my mind is alert. My spirit is receptive to the living Word of God. I will hear it. I will believe it. And I will obey it. 
in Jesus' name. Father, I declare your word will not return void, but will accomplish where you're sending it today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, my subject today is faith over fear. Our fear ain't in this house. You can be seated. Faith, fear ain't in this house. Fear ain't in this house. Fear ain't in this house. I'm declaring fear ain't in your house. Uh, the enemy's faithless, as I said, to sow those seeds of fear. There's a healthy fear. Uh, everybody knows that healthy fear that keeps us out of trouble, keeps us from getting injured. There's a godly fear. We all need that godly fear, that reverence for God, that which keeps us from sin. But then there's an unhealthy fear. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 18, that fear leads to torment. Anybody ever experienced that kind of fear? The fear that leads to torment and just turns. Here's a little illustration. I'll, I'll discover something. You will remember about 10% of what I say today. Now, that's without the Holy Spirit. If you're just trying to remember it yourself, you'll remember about 10%. I trust the Holy Spirit will remind you of the things that I say here today. But you remember about 50% of what I say, and then if I use an illustration, you remember the illustration more than you remember what I said. Years ago, I preached here, and I preached a message on Superman. Anybody remember that? Many of you remember that because of the illustration that I used. I don't even remember what I said that Sunday. I just remember that I took off my coat, I took off my tie, and I took off my shirt, had a Superman shirt under it, and another shirt. But people remind me, oh, I wish you'd preach that Superman message. They remembered the illustration. Well, let me give you a little illustration just so it will sink into your memory. Let this tube represent fear. It's dark. It's evil. I'm talking about the unhealthy fear. And fear comes in our life, and what's it, it comes to twist us around. It comes to even can tie us in a knot. Some of you got a fear in your gut. It just ties you in a knot. And you don't know what, and that's what the world is trying to do. That's what the media is trying to do. They've got to have a hook that gets your attention. It's always news alert. And then they begin to tell you their story. Oh, and it puts a knot in your stomach. Oh, no, what are we going to do? But what I want to happen today, we're going to let this tube represent faith. And we're going to get faith to overcome our fear. And when our faith overcomes our fear, when the enemy comes to try to tie us in a knot, he's not going to be able to tie us in a knot because faith is greater than our fears, all right? And so you use that. Tell somebody about that. I promise you that'll help somebody with that illustration. One of the first mentions of do not fear, matter of fact, it was the first mention of do not fear in the Bible. It's found in Genesis chapter 15 and verse 1. Now, just write these scriptures down. I won't have time to turn to all of these, and I've got these written down. But God is speaking to Abram as he's getting started in his journey with the Lord. And he said, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying to him, do not be afraid. Do not fear, Abram. I am your shield, I am your protection, and your exceedingly great reward. Psalm 23, one of my favorite psalms, he says, Yea, though I walk through, what, the valley of the shadow of death, I will, what, fear no evil. Why? 
because you're with me. I'm not going to fear any evil. Psalm 118, verse 5, verse 9. It says, I called on the Lord in distress, in my doubts, in my worries, in my fears. The Lord answered me, set me in a broad place, a free place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is for me. He is among those who help me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Or let me just put my little translation. It's better to trust in the Lord to put confidence in your political leaders. I trust we're not trusting, just trusting the politicians to get us out of the mess we're in. We better be putting our confidence and trust in the Lord. What's been the word recently on the news? Coronavirus. Anybody heard anything about that? You know, a few years ago, it was swine flu. Then it was bird flu. Then it was don't eat that lettuce. It's contaminated. And everybody was tossing out their lettuce. Even the stores are empty of their lettuce. Now it's today, it's the coronavirus. And it is rampant every time I turn on the news. Oh, an update. We've got an update. It's worse than what we thought it was. And on and on and on it goes. And the enemy is trying to twist us into a knot. and Trying to get us to fall into his ploy and plan. And that's to walk around in fear. Some people are so fearful today. Listen, if you're watching this live stream, if you're watching this program live stream and you're at home today, I believe God's got a word for you. Just listen. Don't, don't turn off. Listen to this. Because some people are in their homes. Not everybody that's watching is this way, but some people are in their home because they just didn't want to get out of the house. They just hunker down here till this disease gets out of the way. But guess what? When that disease gets out of the way, something else is going to pop up. That's the way the devil works. And he's trying to focus on your fear Rather than your faith, and as I said, I want to inflate your faith and deflate your fears. How do we do that? Romans ten seventeen, Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So I have a lot of the Word to read to you today. God has allowed me and you to be alive in what I believe is the last of the last days. Isn't it pretty awesome? I've dreamed of this day. When I was a teenager, I could remember seeing movies about the end times and the rapture of the church. And boy, I saw everything that was going to come upon the church. And we got, I got older and older. We got closer to the year 2000. I thought, oh, this is it. Jesus is going to come. Y2K. This is it. And there was so much fear at Y2K. And I just knew Jesus was going to come. And I was waiting, waiting. He decided not to come. Here we are in the year 2020, and he's allowed us to be alive. This is an awesome time to be alive. Can you imagine? I know when we get to heaven, uh, we're going to really want to run up to the Apostle Paul or Peter or Samuel. Or somebody said, man, what was it like to be alive when Jesus walked the earth? What was it like in the Old Testament to be a prophet of God? You know what they're going to run up to us and say, man, what was it like to be alive in the last days? What was that like? What were you doing? Well, listen to what it's going to be like in the last days. Luke 21, 9 through 19, and I'll just read a portion of this. 
Jesus says this, and when you hear of wars and insurrections and disturbances and disorders and confusion, do not become alarmed and panic-stricken and terrified. For all this must take place first, but the end will not come immediately. Then he told them, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be mighty violent earthquakes in various places, famines, pestilence, plagues, malignant, contagious, infectious, epidemic diseases, which are deadly and devastating. And there will be sights of terror and great signs from heaven. You will also be persecuted. But this will be an opportunity for you to bear testimony. You'll be hated. You'll be despised by everyone because you bear my name. Because we declare that Jesus is the name above every name, that Jesus is the only way to heaven. He says, you're going to be hated by all men. You'll be despised. But not a hair of your head shall perish. By your steadfastness and patient endurance, you shall win the true life of your souls. Isn't that awesome? He said, all these things are going to happen. Jesus said it, and it began to happen from the time he left this earth till today. There's been plagues. There's been all kinds of things. He said, that's going to happen, but then it's not yet. He said, just get steadfast in my word. Fear. Someone said, fear is false evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. That's like for a child, it would be a monster under the bed. False evidence appearing real. But I want to say something to all of us as adults. We all have monsters under our bed. False evidence that sometimes appears real to us. It's blown out of proportion. It's bigger than life. It's what they call now fake news. That's fake news. And if you're on the Internet at all or you're on Facebook or any of those kind of posts, you read all kinds of fake news. Sometimes I read things, I say, oh, no, I don't know if that's real. It just kind of, it sounds like it could be real. And I go to my wife, I say, Susan, what do you think? You think, well, let's do some research before we repost this. But some people don't do research. They start reposting all these fake news items. It gets people all stirred up, and it's false evidence appearing real. Sometimes fear is factual evidence actually real. You know, there are some things that are, they've got some facts to them. And it's true. The coronavirus is real. That's a fact. It is spreading around to different nations. That's real. People have died. That's a fact. But what the Lord wants us to know, that there is truth that rises above even the facts. Biblically, we can prove this because when the blind man came to Jesus, and Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? He said, I want my eyes open. That blind man was really blind. He couldn't see. But the truth was, Jesus came to open blind eyes. When the leper came to Jesus, he was full of leprosy. That was a fact. But Jesus reached out and touched him, and he said, I came to heal the leper. When Jairus came to Jesus because his daughter was on her deathbed, and this ruler of the synagogue came to Jesus, said, my daughter is dying. Jesus said, what? Well, I'll come and heal her. That's the heart of Jesus. I'll come and heal her. And on his way, he got interrupted. A woman who was 
dying herself of an issue of blood. She'd had it for 12 years. She knew, if I can just get through this crowd, I can touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. She had great faith, and she broke through the crowd. She touched the hem of his garment, and all of a sudden, something in Jesus, power in Jesus, went out of him into her, and he stopped, hold it. Who just touched me? And the disciples said, what? Look at all these people. They said there were many thronging him. Many thronged him, but only one touched him. No, somebody touched me in a different way than everybody else. They touched me in faith. And the woman confessed what she had done. He said, woman, your faith has made you whole. And in the meantime, what happened? There were some people that came from Jairus' house. and said, sir, your daughter's dead. There's no reason for Jesus to come. Oh, I love this story. And it says this, Jesus ignored what they said. Boy, sometimes you just got to ignore what people are saying to you. Jesus ignored what they said and immediately turned to Jairus and said, don't be afraid. Just believe me. Just trust me. It's going to be okay. Went on to the house, got there, and they were having this. You know, they hired people to uh, mourn and well when someone died. They were professionals. And they were in the house. Oh, what? They, were, they would well and mourning and carrying on crying. And Jesus says, this girl's not, stop that. This girl's not dead. She's just asleep. And then it says they begin to ridicule him. All these professional mourners begin, <laughs> begin to laugh at what Jesus said. He said, hang on. And he just took a few, went in that room, spoke to that little girl. And what was he saying? I'm the resurrection and the life. It was a fact she was dead. But the truth is, Jesus is more powerful than death itself. So what do we do? How do we allow our faith to overcome our fears? Number one, be careful what you listen to. That's a big one right there. Luke 8, 18 says, be careful how you listen. Be careful who you listen to and what you listen to. Because there's a lot of talk going on right now. And if you just listen, and sometimes you can't get away from listening, but how you interpret what they just said to you. Do you interpret it through the power of the Word of God or do you just interpret it through everybody's fears? Be careful how you listen. Proverbs 19, 27, out of the New Living Translation. I like this one. Stop listening to teaching that contradicts what you know is right. Stop listening to teaching that contradicts what you know is right. Let me tell you, this world is telling us a lot of things we know. It is not right. It's contrary to the Word of God right now. It's going on in our school systems. It's going on all around us. They're telling us things that's contrary to the Word of God. They're telling your children things that are contrary to the Word of God. And if we don't filter that through this Word, we'll fall for that lie. Matthew 5.22 says, well, we've discussed that. That's where Jairus came. And Jesus said, just... Don't be afraid. Trust me. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him. He will direct your path. Be careful what you listen to, what goes in these ears. Number two, be careful what you say. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the what? Tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and you're going to eat its fruit, whether death or life. 
So what comes out of your mouth produces life or it produces death. Matthew 12, 37. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. James 1, 19. Understand this, my beloved brethren. Let every man be quick to hear, ready to, a ready listener, but slow to speak. If you speak, then you must speak the Word of God. You must speak truth over the facts, and His Word is truth. Colossians 4, 29. Colossians 4, 29. Let no corrupt or anything contrary to His Word, any communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. What comes out of our mouth should build people up, not tear them down, not add to their fears, to the terror that the world's trying to put upon them. The psalmist said in Psalm 141, verse 3, Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Ooh, what a good prayer that is. Lord, watch what comes out of this mouth. You ever had to do that? Has something come out of your mouth, you go, "Uh uh-oh. And you want to kind of try to stuff it back in, and it's too late. I've done that many times. And I get this prayer, and I say, God, please put a watch over over my mouth and keep the door of my lips. Proverbs 21, 23, whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from trouble. Husbands, have you ever gotten yourself in trouble by something you said to your wife and you knew it wasn't the right thing after you said it? And you got your soul in trouble and everything else in trouble? We've got to be careful what comes out of our mouth. Proverbs 16, 24, pleasant words are as honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and health to the bones. Well, I need that. If you're going to speak to me, speak some pleasant words. My bones need some energizing, you know, need some strength. And so we all need that. Joel 3, 10, let the weak say what? I am strong. Speak the word of God. You may feel weak physically. You may feel weak inside, but just let it come out of your mouth. I am strong. I'm strong in the power of his word. I'm doing this all the time. I'm making confessions. I'm driving in my car, making confessions all the time, speaking God's word. I don't speak how I feel. I'm speaking the word of God. Isaiah 54, 17, if you got to say something, say this. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue which rises up against me in judgment, I will condemn. This is my heritage as a servant of the Lord, and my righteousness is from him, says the Lord. That's what I confess. There's weapons all the time coming against me. The enemy throwing his fiery darts at me, trying to pull me down, trying to anchor me down. But I'm telling you, no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Every tongue that rises against me, I condemn it in Jesus' name. When I listen to the news, sometimes I have to say, stop, that's not, oh, hold on. That's not what the Word of God says. And I condemn that Word. I resist that Word. It's not going to fall upon my heart. Isaiah 59, 19, if you're going to say something, say this. When the enemy comes in like a flood, and he is right now, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Put him to flight, for he will come like a rushing stream which the breath of the Lord drives. 
Listen, the enemy is doing its best to come in like a flood upon you and me, but God is raising up a standard. You know what the standard is? He's in you. The standard is the Holy Spirit. The standard is the Word of God, and He's rising up within you. And you've got to speak that Word forth so that enemy can be pushed back where he belongs. Psalm 19, 14, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Lord, let what comes out of my mouth be pleasant to you and pleasing to you. Be careful what you hear. Be careful what you say. And lastly, be careful what you think, what you meditate upon. Philippians 4, 8, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things be of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. If you do that, the God of peace will be with you. So let's begin to change what we meditate on and what we think upon. If you watch the news and you begin to meditate on what they just told you, you're in trouble. I find myself doing that. I, I listen, listen, let me tell you what I did. I went and got me a little notebook to keep, keep my sermon notes in, new one. I opened it up when I got it home, and it said, made in China. You know what my first thought was? Get the Lysol. Get the Lysol. Better spray it down. Why? Because the enemy saying, you better be afraid of that notebook. Came from China, you know. Trying to create a fear. And I know it was kind of tongue-in-cheek, but it's what went through my mind. I said, I don't fear this or anything else. I, the Lord is on my side. He is for me. He is my strength, my exceeding great reward. So I've got to be careful what I think and what I meditate on. Think on this, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and peace and not for evil. I want to give you a future and a hope. I want to give you hope in your final outcome. The devil's trying to tell you, oh, this is your final outcome. Oh, this is going to spread. Oh, oh, we better watch out. They're not telling you everything, and the enemy wants you to focus on that. But here's what the Word says. God is, he's thinking about me right now, and he has a plan for me, and it's for peace and not for evil. He's given me a future and a hope. Ecclesiastes 3.11, I'm thinking about this. He has made everything beautiful in its time. And if what's, not going on, if what's going on in your life is not beautiful, it's just not his time yet. He's not through with you yet. He's still got work to do in us. Romans 8.32, he who did not spare his own son, think about this, God gave up his own son for us. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things. One translation says it pertains to life. God gave us his son. And if he gave us his son, how much more would give us everything else we would need? He said, don't worry about the things you need in this world. Don't you know I know what you have need of? Just seek first my kingdom and my righteous. Everything else you need will just be added to you. I'm your father, God says. And it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's his, my good pleasure to give you good things. That's what we need to be thinking upon. Isaiah 43, 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame will not consume you. 
I encourage you, go to Psalm 91. We won't take time to read that psalm, but it's a hedge of protection psalm. Read it. He'll put his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. You won't dash your foot against the stone. Boy, what a great hedge of protection psalms. I read that over my kids. I quoted that over my kids. I do it even today. I take time to go through that and see what God is thinking about me. Isaiah 26, verse 3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because they trust in you. Luke 24, 36. Now, while they were talking, now Jesus had resurrected from the dead. The disciples were in the upper room. The door was locked because they were afraid. What's going to happen to us now? And they were talking about it. And Jesus shows up in their midst. Jesus had stood among them and said to them, Peace, freedom from all your distress, all that you experience because of sin be in you. He said it again in John 14, 27, out of the Amplified Bible. Peace, I leave with you. This is what he's bequeathing to us, he said. My own peace I now give you. I bequeath it to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Listen to me. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Listen to Jesus. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Now, here's what the Amplified says. Now, you've got to get this. This is good. This is a command. Now, the Amplified Bible, it says, Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. Do not permit yourselves to be fearful, intimidated, cowardly, and unsettled. He said, Stop this thing called fear. Stop it in its tracks. You don't live that way. We live by faith and not by sight or by feeling. Philippians 4, 6, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and everything by prayer and petition, definite request with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. Proverbs 3, 24, when you lie down, listen, this is a word for somebody right now. When you lie down at night, no one's around you. It's dark outside. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Ooh, I like that, don't you? Psalm 112 is a psalm for the righteous, man or woman. And guess what? We are the righteousness of God in Christ. I've been declared righteous. You've been declared righteous. So this psalm is for you. Go home today, read it. But let me just read verse 7. The righteous person will not be afraid of evil tidings of what may happen. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He will not be afraid. I want you to get this word because fear ain't in this house. It's not going to live in me. And I'm declaring it's not going to live in you. This world needs us to stand up in the midst of all that they're hearing and stand up and say, fear ain't in this house. And they'll say, how can you be so peaceful? So happy 
in the midst. Don't you hear the news? Don't you hear this fire is, is taking over? Don't you hear it? Can't you look at the, the political unrest in our society? Oh, what are we going to do? And you can stand there with a smile on your face. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to trust in my Lord. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Isn't that awesome? The greater one lives in me. Perfect love lives in me. And it says perfect love, which is God himself, will cast out fear. He that feareth is not made perfect in love because fear brings with it terror, trouble, anxiety, worry, doubt. That's not me because I have Jesus. I have the name that is above every name. Jesus is above the name coronavirus. Jesus is above the name of Democrat, Republican, or whatever else you may be. Jesus has a name above every nation, every disease, every worry, every doubt may be in you. And he brought you here today so you could hear this word. Now, I don't want you just to hear it. I want you to get this word in you. Say, Lord, put this word in me, and I want you to take this word with you because I promise you when you go to lunch today, you wake up, go to work tomorrow, somebody's going to be, you're going to get around somebody that's afraid. And you're going to be able to stand up, and you're going to be able to confidently tell them what the word of God has to say for them. And we're going to make a difference in the world in which we live. Everybody say amen to that. Let's stand together. Let's pray together. I want to see the chains of fear come off my life. I don't want to walk in fear. I don't want to walk in doubt. Or oh, Do we understand who's in charge here? Who we submitted our life to? Psalm 2 says God looks down from heaven. He looks at all the plans of all the nations. He hears what they're discussing and all their plans. And he said he looks down. You know what the Bible says in Psalm 2? God just laughs. He just laughs at them. Oh, you really think that's what you're going to do? He just laughs at them. That's my God. That's my Father. He's not concerned about what the devil thinks he's going to do. He knows what he has done. He's conquered sin and death, worry, doubt, and fear. Father, I thank you today that, Lord, this is a word, a rhema word for all of us today. Lord, this is a word we need to live out. This is a word we need to tell the world about. Lord, we need to tell them about you. For, Lord, we today are declaring that our trust is in you, our confidence in you. It's not in the world. It's not what we hear. Lord, I'm declaring we're going to begin to speak words of faith. We're going to begin to build people up. Lord, we're going to begin to meditate upon your word. Lord, we're going to be transformed because of that. Let me give an invitation real quick because I really sense the Lord wants me to do this. Someone is in this place because of fear. Fear has really gripped your heart. It's like a chain, as I said. The Lord wants you to bring that fear to this altar today. Just bring it here. Just drop it here. Let's leave it here. Let's don't walk out. He wants you to walk out in faith. Leave your fears here. Let's walk out in faith. That's what God wants. And I'm going to ask you, if you say, I've got a fear, something just kind of gripped my heart, gripped my mind, and I understand that. 
I've had that myself. I go through it every day. I have to bring my fears to God. God, I'll bring that to you. I'm, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm going to ask you, would you join me in this altar right now? I Just come down here. You say, I've got a fear. I just want to leave it here at the altar. I don't know who you are. Come on down. I'm just going to wait on you here in just a moment because I'm going to pray a prayer that the Lord wants me to pray for you. Come on down. Maybe a fear, a financial fear, a physical fear, a family fear. Lady in the first service, she had a fear of, she's a school teacher, she had a fear of losing control because they're not allowing us to discipline the kids in any way and we're losing control and I've got this, we're going to stand against that. Somebody had a fear, a family member that was just full of anxiety and worry, doubt. She didn't know what to do about that. Well, let's just leave it. Let's give it to the Lord right now. Father, as we stand in this altar, we bring our fears to you. Lord, they're real. Some of them are real. Some of it is just false evidence that appears to be real. Some of it is factual evidence. But regardless, Lord, you want us to bring the fears to you and leave them in this altar. I want you to see that fear, whatever it may be. Just call it out and just see yourself just dropping it right here in the altar. Lord, we drop that fear in this altar right now. Lord, I declare faith is going to rise up above fear. Lord, I declare it in Jesus' name. Faith above fear right now. Lord, I declare it. Faith above fear. Faith. Lord, is going to rise above fear right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Faith above fear right now. Faith above fear right now. Let me just stop just for a moment and say this. Some of you have a fear because you don't know Jesus. If you don't, if I didn't know Jesus, I would be afraid too. I would. I wouldn't have anybody to lean upon. And Jesus is offering himself to you today. And if you don't know Jesus you want to open up your heart to the one that is truly in control, well, I invite you. Say yes to him today. You can come into this altar. I'll be here just a few moments. We dismiss. God's got something special for you. Faith above fear. In Jesus' name. Faith, Lord, I declare it, above fear right now. Jesus' name. Faith rising above the fear. We leave the fear in the altar right now faith above the fear right now in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name now listen leave that fear here okay walk out in faith take this with you we're going to dismiss we're going to shout okay faith above fear we're going to shout that on the count of three you're going to walk out in faith, leaving your fear behind. If you need prayer, I'll be here. I'll just stay here. If you need prayer, I'll pray with you. You ready to shout? Did you get something out of this today? I hope you took notes and carry it with you, okay? Get this to other people. All right, let's shout it. You ready? One, two, three. Faith above fear. Go take faith to the world.